0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Let Us In wrap-up episode. Um, we're kind of just recording this live, so if you listeners want to see our faces and kind of put like more of our faces next to our characters and whatnot, uh, go over to Stolen George's YouTube channel. The video is going to be there. Um you won't want to miss it. We have great facial expressions that we're excited for everybody to see. Um, so we'll just do a last round of introducing ourselves. I'm Erica Ondoin. I'm the GM for the podcast. Um, this has been my first times ever GMing, and I've really been enjoying it. SnooCast is so sweet and so kind. Uh, very grateful for them for joining in on this second season and the upcoming seasons that we're gonna have. Uh, so we'll kind of just go in like our the circle. That's in front of me. Um, So Mika, go right on ahead.
1: What am I doing?
0: Introducing yourself and probably, you know, who your character was.
1: Was? Ouch. (laughs) Spoilers. Uh, Hi, I am Mika. I played Lemon the Dud.
2: Lemon the Hero.
0: Yes. No more Lemon the Dud. Lemon the Hero.
1: Bless you, Lemon. Bless you.
0: It's true. And Matt.
3: Hey y'all. I'm uh, Matt, and I played uh, Henry S. Lenderman.
0: Oh. Good boy, Henry. And Lindsay.
2: Hey, I'm Lindsay. I played <laughs> Thirsty. <laughs> the Maha.
4: <laughs> and Steph. And I'm Steph, and I played Maria, who was a Rosalka.
0: Oh, such a great bout of characters. Like, just... Okay, so the thing that I loved most about this season was watching all of the characters, like, grow really close. My favorite episode, well, I guess technically episodes, was when you guys were in the black market. Killing Butch was one of the most, like... It was probably my favorite part of the season. And I know, I know you're Erica. I know You're like, how dare you? But Okay, let me explain myself. Yikes. Now that I can. Okay. <laughs> now that I have the place to. So I had him, I had Butch set up to be just this character that you guys could just happen to go to. Just some place you just happen to need to go to so I could have something as backup. Like I also keep... Uh, I now keep a list of NPC names. So now that I won't be thrown off by any questions that Steph is going to have in the future.
4: Um, I'm so sorry, but also not sorry enough to stop.
0: <laughs> I know. And it's great. And so I I had him set up and there wasn't much about him other than he had a butcher's shop. I think I actually had like a completely different name for the shop. And I kind of just like fudged some things around and like made him a real character And then because I think almost that entire episode was where I planned the least amount of stuff and just kind of let you guys run the show. And so I never killed a character before. And so I was like, last second, because I had four uh, NPCs lined up for you guys to find the soul from. And I was like, you know what? Let's use Butch. And last second, I threw Butch in there. And the resounding, just like love for him and sadness of him dying, I was like, this is the good stuff. Like, I have an addiction now.
2: Erica, this is kind of like when serial killers in interviews talk about their first kill. Oh, no. And how, like, it's unlocked something in them. <laughs>
0: It was great to, like, see the emotions in everybody and see, like, how important this character became. And then Henry never knowing that he died was,
4: like... And the fact that yeah. you went from killing no characters to that, like, emotionally traumatizing episode where mm. we didn't tell Henry because he was emotionally traumatized from the other death, if you from remember.
0: His t- possible girlfriend dying. Oh my gosh, love that's another life. thing that I can tell everybody. Like I think I told you guys, but um, so because I kept pushing you guys in the previous episodes to go to Tech King first, and that's because if you had gone there first, you would have seen her there and would have saved her from being killed.
2: So cruel.
1: I, I love that there were consequences.
0: Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna get them to go there cuz it would be great for Henry and then you guys decide to go to the black market and
4: I was like, "Uh-oh." This is it because it would have made <laughs> sense, but we we had no need for Tech King at that stage. So like from yeah. a character standpoint, I think it was really faithful yeah, for the fact true. that we can go, but like from a story exactly. standpoint, it's real bummer.
0: It's a real bummer. <laughs> yeah. But like those 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 episodes were my favorite of the entire season.
2: I really liked those. Um my favorite episodes were like the following ones, particularly the library. Oh gosh! Like hijinks in the library. Like we were all kind of bonded at that point.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, as characters and stuff, and we just like we kind of had this little hijinks. Um, what's the word? Like a a heist in the library. Yeah. It was very fun.
0: Ah, oh, Jimothy,
2: and Jimothy, we can't forget that.
4: <laughs> he's head of the I'm library crying. now. He's happy. Does he still think about the long lost Rizalca oh, yes, who he, got away all the
0: time? I'm pretty sure he has. He's drawn a photo of her and like taped it on his wall. It's like a remembrance.
3: Man. <laughs> A maria shrine
4: feels- yes <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay it feels a little bit stuck up to say that was my favorite episode just because it was i think the one where maria shrined the most but when i built maria as a character that was really the moment i was hoping that maria would get to have did you just she was say really- yes because <laughs> shine
0: and she said shrine
2: yeah, that's amazing. You know,
0: I'm nice I'm point. not sure pointing out I was the fact not I gonna can't... point it out, but Mika did,
4: and that makes it <laughs> this is the I issue didn't even catch it. <laughs> for the audience, uh Mika and I are really close friends outside of the letter, and this is what I get for going on a podcast with a close friend is whereas like everyone else is willing to let my slips just no, slip by because like is, oh no.
1: This is payback <laughs> for all the times you do this to me on Sundays.
4: Oh my God! Yeah, because Mika and I have another have a game that we play mm-hmm. that is not recorded and not on a podcast and um, whatever you Give heard me crap. doing to Erica I, I am worst Mika and I will um, be totally
0: honest I love it because before doing GMing I kept hearing all of these things of like all oh, my players you know like so like flirty with the NPCs they try to do crazy things or you know they ask these questions that I'm like oh I had nothing prepared and I was like I really hope I have those experiences because they're talked about all over the internet and you gave them to me and I was so happy. So happy.
4: Okay, Mika, Matt, what were your guys' favorite episodes?
3: Go ahead. Oh, I was going to make you go first. Oh. I, I don't know if I have one.
1: I think it's just because I'm being put on the spot and like my mind's just going blank of everything we did uh-huh. um, I haven't pulled
2: up on Spotify, do you want me to read a few?
1: Yeah Ooh.
2: Okay, so we start with the intro um, Let's see here, I gotta put this on my full screen um, So many questions with so few answers um, You know, that's where we kind of meet
4: Uh and that was, in and of itself, a great episode. It was super it really cool was. to watch,
0: watch it was everyone's character. It was also you guys kind of meeting. I mean, you guys had met before this because we all you know, needed to meet. But it was great seeing your characters come together in that moment, as well as you guys as players. Mm-hmm. Totally.
2: Um, we have Henry's backstory. The Black Market, Captured Soul, Cost of a Soul... Um, tech king episode where we get upgrades and um, netmail flirtation and books which is the one I just oh, mentioned
1: I'm pretty sure um, that's our
0: highest downloaded episode now I
1: oh think, really interesting I think yeah I from like the library on because we really found our groove yeah,
2: yeah and things got real from then on too yes. like story-wise I,
4: uh, I feel like when Matt did his like truly, not to like toot your horn too much, Matt, but like your truly incredible bit of acting in the black market with like Mm -hmm. your really heart-wrenching scene. I feel like that was a turning point for us in understanding our characters and how they relate Mm -hmm. to each other because we were all so emotionally drawn into that moment that in the future episodes, it almost felt like we found our groove more in those future episodes. But I think what the turning point actually was was that moment of... of of Henry being so Mm -hmm. emotional and all of us feeling like we were on that journey with Henry.
2: Absolutely.
1: What were all your favorite character moments or like character relationships? Wait,
4: Matt, what was your favorite episode?
3: Oh, um, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I, I'll say like the, the episode after we got off the, um, airship and went into the um the the pastry shop because the way y'all were figuring out how to communicate with each other with lemon being unable to parse the the like the yeah. numbers that blew my mind <laughs> I, I was like cuz i was making the notes i was listening i didn't have to deal with most of it because i wasn't uh, henry wasn't there but i was like there's a part of me that was like, I'm glad I'm not there because there's nothing I can add right now because I don't know what to do. But y'all were on such a great train where I was like, say, that, this is brilliant.
4: You say y'all, it was really Lindsay. Like Lindsay was coming up with so many <laughs> oh creative my gosh. ways. I'm to, pretty to sure try she carried that lemon.
0: No. Oh yeah.
4: Like Maria's <laughs> whole so thing and that was just was an extensive panic attack. And it was really it's cool true. watching like lemon and thirsty trying to like parse out communication as maria's just like running around in the background freaking out
2: so i knew that it was an important clue so when erica said it i wrote it down on this like packet of eyeglass cleaner. and so i wrote it and i just like kept flipping it over and i'd like write you know the even emus like omelets or Aww. whatever and i just had fun with it it was really fun to like try and decode that i really like that game
0: (laughs) oh my gosh that's adorable uh character moments oh i i gotta piggyback off what steph said about matt and like the whole thing with the black market and uh, i forgot her name Zena, um and losing her and The also just like the small moments between Thirsty and Henry I think were some of my most favorites how like quickly bonded they became and like Henry asking Thirsty you know like for advice because that was the moment that was the episode after that where Henry wasn't himself anymore that's why he was asking for advice because he had a choice to make so that was really special for me to listen to.
2: I loved that relationship too. It was so cute. Like they were just so sweet together because they were like the tall, lurpy boys of the group and just I don't know. They just clicked for some reason, probably from that episode with Xena's um yeah kind of send off. So dramatic death.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was a really fun duo. Like anytime I'd be in a situation with Thirsty, like, I always... One thing that I really appreciated so much is just the... Lindsay's ability to flip Thirsty back and forth between, uh, like, whenever you pull out the voice, it's terrifying, and then you find ways to make it sweet and hilarious, too. And I love it.
2: I honestly couldn't just stand there while you were like having this horrible experience, and by you, I mean, Henry. And I, and then like, I remember there was a moment where Eric was like, oh, thirsty, you're there. What do you do? And I was like, I can't just leave this you man to, something. you know, weep and die. So, you know, I tried to do something sweet and then that just became part of who thirsty was. Just sweet, soft really inside, well. creepy on the outside. Thirsty. <laughs> I really liked Lemons' monologues.
0: Oh my gosh, the monologues. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I loved those so much. Tell Niko, us more. what would you say
1: for favorite character moments?
4: I was going to say favorite character moments, but if you want to talk about your monologues, those were some of my favorite parts of the series,
1: so. <laughs> um, I I just <laughs> The, the two things that stick out the most that kind of go with the monologues, one, the traditional automaton theater and you saying like, like, uh, uh Maria has never been more interested in anything Lemon has ever said.
0: That was, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was laughing so hard in that moment.
1: And then when I made that dumb, like, that's one Lemon I don't want to turn into Lemonade. And then... Maria stopping and saying, I'm so disappointed in you.
2: <laughs> Those two had a cute relationship as well. I, the like, you gonna know, gonna kicking say... while you're down and all that. It, you guys had a cute like oh,
4: kind of the brother and
2: sister-ish relationship where you're like just teasing each other and, you know. And
4: I really <laughs> felt like my favorite relationship and... You know, there were so many beautiful things that were happening through the series, but I loved Maria and Lemon's relationship because they both kind of felt like people who who didn't totally know how they fit into everything else. And like, obviously, those themes were really dramatic when it came to, you know, Thirsty not knowing who Thirsty was. But at the same time, it did feel like there was something about Lemon and Maria where both of them like had these roles, but they kind of felt like they'd put those roles on and they were kind of playing these roles and they didn't totally know how that related to other people or to each other. And so I really enjoyed the fact that they were both kind of awkward and like not great at like how to relate to people. And so it became things like Maria just thumping like Maria being so small, just thumping on this giant robot every time he was. You know, every time that Lemon got a little bit weird, Maria was like, well, if I just thump them, that'll probably work. And just the, the like, various snarky commentary. And I, I really loved Maria and Lemon's relationship because it felt like they found home in each other a little bit.
0: That makes sense. I like that.
2: That was a great explanation. <laughs> like, that was, like, more deep than I even realized. And it totally lines up.
4: Like, it's good. <laughs> yeah, but okay, one of my favorite character interactions of the entire series will always be the <laughs> questions outside the library of how we related to each other.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh,.
2: <laughs> and how to, and keep, and- thirsty actually. sexual well i couldn't even <laughs> say the line straight because it's just some stupid i would have said to my friends which i did yeah. you know but
4: <laughs> like, oh my gosh oh my gosh uh, that was
2: I... hysterical
4: it was so funny
2: i absolutely loved those npcs they're like gossipy old women outside the library yeah. and they're like
1: that's not how you got
2: it. Was, and then this like team of freaks <laughs> comes up, and we're like, "Where's the story?" We literally <laughs> had
0: no other purpose because the whole point of the alarm was to freak you guys out into thinking it was because of you. But then it turned out it was just because this old lady with you know memory problems stole a book, and because like no, there's got to
4: be more. And I'm like, "There's no more." It was so funny. There's no more. Okay. Okay, everyone that is isn't Erica. Although Erica, you could also have opinion. Our favorite moments messing with Erica. <laughs> oh gosh. Hmm. Because yeah. I feel like we had some doozies. It's <laughs> true. Mine would
2: be the very first episode where, like, we go through all of your characters, and like, Erica doesn't really know what to expect. And I had established previously that I was doing a character voice. And Matt, bless you. You're like, oh, well, I'll do a little voice too. And I was just like, thank you, because I'm going all out. And then, like, my first time being thirsty, like, everyone was like, oh my gosh. Like, this is so over the top.
0: Like,
2: your energy, Erica, was just like, it changed completely. <laughs> and, like, everyone was just totally creeped out by thirsty, except for one guy who was like, kind of vibe in, in the, I think, in the Ugh. spa or something. Yeah. It was so funny. Oh,
0: man. That, I liked that character. <laughs> oh, that was a good one.
1: Uh, speaking of voices, I decided on Lemon's voice literally 10 minutes before we started recording the first episode.
0: Yes. Ugh. I put together I think- Lemon and Thirsty's twist in an episode, like, two or three days before we recorded. Because I knew the ending, I knew what I wanted, but I couldn't get the bridge.
4: Mm. You did a good job. I I think I'm going to have a voice for my character next season. (laughs) I decided to kind of ease myself into it this season and not go too much on the voice. But I think next season we're going to go for it. (laughs) She definitely had an aura
2: though, Maria did. Oh, and and I
4: very much... I very much did that on purpose so that my normal speaking voice, like I, she, I had a character there, but it wasn't, wasn't like sexual. Like that's. that's (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna follow you for the rest of your
0: life,
2: Lindsay. Sorry, Lindsay, it was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm known for one thing and it happens to be that, I guess I'll learn to live with it.
3: Now, uh, this wasn't a voice thing, but I loved how, um, Steph, uh, how well you were able to adapt so quickly into, um, with Maria, uh, like, being uh, this, this espionage character. Because there were so many situations where it's like you have to go undercover or you have to, uh, like schmooze with someone or butter someone up and it's like you just went straight in so smoothly like uh i mean of course we've got the flirtation but even like (laughs) super early on when we were going onto the ship uh i mean coming up with you and um lemon being husband and wife i was dying
0: (laughs) that was so good
4: And then it all absolutely fell apart which was also so fun and I really loved how much I could kind of pull out these random undercover situations and you all just kept going with them and so when like the lemon thing inevitably collapsed because it turns out me being married to an automaton didn't make sense. I think it was Lindsay like I think thirsty was like no it's actually me and then it was just it was so good and it was so fun to be. With a group of people who, like, every time I came up with something weird, someone was like, and yeah, we're going for it. And I loved that. Oh, I love that,
2: too. My this, it's like one of the rules of improv is yes, and. And you guys definitely follow that of just like, yeah, okay, we'll go with this. Like, this is not where I anticipated it going, but heck yeah, okay. As a pro. It is.
0: At the improvs. <laughs>
2: all of y'all like how do
0: i where is he (laughs) for listeners i was trying to point
2: to the camera's reversed so
0: it's a little hard (laughs) that's always hard oh man um let's see what else um i'm looking through my notes of all of the different stuff and realizing how much i changed like on the spot Um, yeah so
4: here Erica let's ask you a question when you were kind of figuring out what this season was gonna look like like did you have an did you ever thought about where this was gonna end when we first started and is that where it ended or does it look totally different yes so it actually pretty much
0: ended so when I started planning I talked to a couple of people I was like here's the premise I'm trying to come up with some twists because I was having a hard time I kind of come up with the idea um i i kind of had an idea for lemon already but i wanted to connect it to some other characters and uh shout out to my friend tori and emily for helping talk me through some of this stuff but they helped me come up with the idea for thirsty uh being a shadow and so they helped me kind of put that together and i was like oh my gosh what if lemon is the reason that Thirsty is a creature now and not a shadow. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. And then like going through, we had this stuff with Maria and what she had done. And I knew I wasn't going to reveal a whole lot of that until the very end because it 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 was such a, a secret. And I was able to give items to like kind of like trigger some things and then uh, the stuff with Henry was probably one of my favorites because I was just sitting there one night. Uh, like, I came up with a whole bunch of stuff, like, the night before. I was sitting there with my husband. I was like, I was like, I want to do something with Henry's character. I want to, like, give him a choice and let there be consequences. So we talked about it, and we came up with the thing of um, – him being possessed in a way. I was like, okay, I'll give him a choice. So the whole thing like he kept getting some letters throughout the season of uh stuff from Hepio and she was requesting information. That's why he was looking for a certain book at the library because she needed to know information about the pages that were missing, ensuring that they were still missing. Um and then she uh gave him a letter. Actually, ooh, I could totally just read the letter that uh, she sent to him. We had some great, like, back and forth. But, like, with that kind of stuff, came up with, like, the whole bunch of middle stuff. But it ended exactly in the place that I wanted it to. I knew we were going to end underneath the the, like, capital city because I wanted to... Show that the automatons were being tortured. And that's kind of... I don't think I explained this well enough. In the finale. But now I can now explain some other things. The whole thing is... The reason why there's this virus and other things is because of those torture chambers. Hepia was trying to figure out a way to control the life after. And that's why she was experimenting on all of them. She was making this happen herself along with her predecessor that died in the place that Maria stole the stuff from. So it ended exactly where I wanted it to with just a whole bunch of different spices added in.
4: So the great news is Maria didn't feel bad for killing that guy in the first place. And now she Good. extra doesn't feel bad. And Maria Good. always feels bad for everything. So And
0: she shouldn't feel bad because it was terrible <laughs> because the reason they were making the sealant was so they could destroy the ingredients that make it. So, nobody could ever do anything about it except for them. Mm. Nah. That was another So, piece can, of I ask, throw in,
4: can I ask yeah. Matt, like, what it was like to have, like, kind of all this background stuff happening? And sorry, I'm just turning this into a Steph interviews people about it. Do it. it. <laughs> but, I love um, it. Matt, what it was like to have, like, all this background stuff happening and then have what was happening in the main story and those kind of being like there's all this stuff you can't tell us and that like is informing your character and like what that experience was like
3: um i mean i'd say being henry in those moments um i it was it was weird in how well it fit because he never suspected a thing in terms of her being not on the up and up or anything and maybe I can chalk that up to him being um I mean relatively out of practice when it comes to interacting with people and his insight isn't as high as it should be with all this inexperience and as a result it's like a a proposition that seems too good to be true ends up being like, oh, this is this is the thing. I can I can finally control this so I can live my life. I can finally see my mom again. Um, and it's like all these elements um, it felt very much like uh, for Henry doing those things, having that information and being on this quest, were all wrapped on the same path, and so it wasn't it wasn't hard at all. Uh, Erica made it super easy to um, like work with, especially when the possessions and stuff started happening too. And then, like with our interactions in um, like on the quest itself, everything just kind of fell into place because. I, y'all are really fun and easy to play with.
0: It's true. It, right it was after. so much fun with those letters because he had a choice of uh, you can give me the information about Maria and what she knows about the sealant and the master brush. She said, give me that information and you can either see your mother in the life after. I can. I have the ability to show you or you can control your ability. But I'm glad, Matt, that Henry did not choose the other one because she doesn't have that ability. She never did. And so him choosing that, he would, she would have just taken possession over him and he still would have just randomly teleported. So I was very happy with the choice that you made.
3: Dang.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was very happy about that because I was like Erica he really and her
2: control. crazy killer consequences.
0: I know this is very Oof. unlike me.
2: I love it. <laughs> it adds some. It adds stakes. You know.
0: It's true. I I learned a lot from season one about how to GM and, uh, like I think most I think most of it comes from Arium because of the freedom that we have, and. Being able to create a world together bonds us and the characters a lot more because we're like, hey, I created that. We created this. And I think that helps my GM style a lot, too, because I felt a lot more free in my abilities as well as allowing you guys to kind of do whatever you wanted and just kind of follow along. So I'm glad we're doing Aerie.
4: That's so That's interesting because I was thinking about from a GM perspective, how much anxiety I would feel in a situation where there great. isn't any sort of anything to fall back on. And the idea of like, we created this world, which means we might not know until it's too late that like there's some major plot holes or like major inconsistencies that you only realize when you're like 98% yep. of the way through a plot. Like,
0: <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I was terrified of that happening, and I thought the same thing because I was like, I was like, I, my ADHD, my anxiety. I want structure. I want plan. I want this. But then as soon as I started doing the homebrew stuff, I was like, I like this more. I make the rules now. I was like, okay, I'm cool with this. And so yeah, so I'm I'm really glad that we're gonna continue to do it and that we're gonna do another one. Because who knows what we're going to come up with. The kind of concept that we had at the beginning. What? Because I think it was the very first episode when we.
1: Muppets. Episode
0: zero. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Muppets is the next season.
0: Oh, yeah. Muppets for sure. Yeah, Actually, that would be kind of fun. But uh, so like in the introduction episode, uh, Steph, you were saying like, I'm looking forward to having a story about monsters where they're not scary and we can like have a sympathetic storyline and actually care about monsters that generally in the world are terrifying and nobody likes them. And I was so proud of all of us for being able to do that because that's not something you hear every day, if ever, that kind of a story. So I really loved that. And that was like my, it was probably my driving force with any of the NPCs that I was creating to make sure that that specific vision came to life. That one in particular. So that intro episode was really good because it gave me an opportunity to be like, okay, so this is what they're expecting. I need to make sure to do that. So we'll be doing that next season too. Heck yeah. I'm Um, on board. (laughs) I know, right? Um, And I'm sure people are curious or yelling at the screen when is season three um we don't know uh, a lot of us have jobs and other things and things are kind of getting a little bit crazy um so we're gonna take a, probably a couple months break um just to kind of give everybody some some breather wrap up any current projects they're doing i think matt you're in like three different RPG campaigns right now. So, this is a good uh, little breather for you as well. um So, just like, oh, kitty, I can see Lindsay's cat in her screen. Look at that good boy. This is eh, Hamilton. What a good boy. Hi.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry to our podcast listeners. Just imagine I love a great it. <laughs>
0: um And uh, so we're going to take a couple months break, but we have really good news. Um, So a couple weeks after this comes out, we have started doing between season one shots. So by the time this comes out, I think we will probably have it recorded or the next week we will be recording it so that's something really fun to look forward to so keep an eye out on social media for the official announcements as to who our special guest is going to be and for the between season one shots the players are going to be gming a game and mika is going to be the very first one to do it so we are very excited
1: Hello. To, like i'm, I'm so mika. excited
4: like to experience you as a GM for me, I'm so excited. <laughs> and, and can I just say, like, not to not to be that person, but Mika is a really fantastic GM. I've heard
0: um, that. And so like, hard. so
4: Mika. Mika and I have been playing a game together where Mika's GMing for, we're coming up on two years now of the same players. Like we had one person leave and one person added. But other than that, it's been the same people consistently over Zoom for two years. And I think you have to be a pretty special GM to keep people engaged for two years. Uh, in that sort of environment and so i i'm really excited for you all to hear what a fantastic gm mika is because he's really really fantastic and so much fun to play with
1: i'm gonna crash and burn now i doubt it and if you do you'll do
2: it in style yeah true
1: true I've, i've run this module like two times already so like that's good i'm familiar enough with it to where hopefully if i crash and burn it'll still be fine
4: we and you know were it. even soliciting, you were soliciting our D and D group to do to do another run through of it before you do it with us. So. Oh
1: yeah, oh that's true. We still are, except for you. I in yeah. Our yeah. Chat, in our group well, chat, because I'm I, in the
4: live version, no spoilers. Yeah,
1: but in in our group chat for that campaign, um, I even posted like, "Hey, does anyone except for Steph want to run this campaign with me real quick?" And then I followed it up with, "Steph's going to be in the." the live version which is why she can't not that I hate favorite,
4: yeah my favorite thing about this was that there was like in the follow up message this implication that maybe Mika and I had some giant falling out and this was just how we were telling all our mutual friends was him like explicitly not inviting me to this one shot
0: (laughs) I love it oh my gosh Uh, anyways sorry (laughs) I love it and so so yeah you guys can all experience the amazingness that Mika is and I'm really excited to play as a player um, and get a break from GMA for a hot minute.
1: <laughs> Should we say what the module is going to be?
0: If you want to, go for it.
1: This is a Scooby-Doo themed module. Um, ah! I'm actually going to look up real quick who the creator is just oh, so yes, we can uh, have that. Where is it? Somebody else can talk for me or talk over me real quick. <laughs> um, this so off.
0: yeah, each of us are going to be part of our, our characters going to be based off of the uh, Scooby gang. Um, I'm going to be Scooby. So I've got to figure out some sort of voice to match my uh, more high pitched um, feminine voice. So I'm going to be talking to Lindsay.
1: Hey, now. <laughs> how, to do, how to
0: do it. <laughs> Um, Matt, who are you going to, who's, who are you based off of?
4: Well, going to be,
3: I'm going to be Daphne. So I don't have to do anything with my voice.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Matt, I'm begging you with everything in my soul to please go full like ditz Valley girl in your voice. I just think it'd be really (laughs) funny. I'm going to literally pay (laughs) to see that.
2: I think you should be full ditz Valley girl and then just pick one really good line. I just do it straight as Matt. let <laughs> 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 like, oh would be incredible. <laughs> Let's oh, go, <laughs> And Lindsay, what
0: are you, who are you?
2: I'm Velma. Yay. So very nerdy and smart. One of those like characteristics you. is me. So
4: yay. I love it. And Steph? And I I'm playing Fred, which I'm super excited for. I've had kind of a himbo character that I've had half built for a while now. And I'm really oh, planning on what, playing Fred full himbo.
1: What class? Cause I have $5 writing on this.
4: Yeah. Oh, well, I think you're gonna have to wait and see. No, we need no. to know what your class is because we all have money on this. Wait, you all have we money have on this? Money. I don't check the group chat enough.
1: Even even our class okay, yeah. in chat. Yeah. Oh, so our we guest has a it. great shaggy voice. It's oh my I gosh, it's gonna be
0: great! Oh my gosh,
2: our
1: super secret guest. Yes,
0: super secret guest. Um, we're okay. gonna have a wonderful really cool announcement about that. So, what's your? So I,
1: I found the creator, um, written and designed by Stephen Pankotai. Pankota, I excellent. Pankotai, I Stephen P. <laughs> Stephen P. You have they have a Twitter handle, so we should definitely yes. tag them on Twitter.
0: Oh, we'll definitely do um, that
1: for sure. I like I said, I've run this one at least twice. Huge fan, it's a crowd pleaser. Yes, uh, so good job, Stephen P. <laughs> I really enjoy this, this module.
0: Awesome, make sure you send me those links so I can make sure to add those uh, to our future posts. Um, so, Steph, we'll, what's your class?
4: Okay, now, no, but here's the issue: is I feel like if I say it now, like I, I, hadn't 100% finished building my character. I keep changing things, and now this would be locking it in. Correct.
1: That's fair. Mika I like needs the a new suspense. pair of shoes.
2: I think you should tell us.
1: Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> That's like I like the okay, suspense. i what's so supposed to be. Like, Please.
3: Yeah. If you so, decide okay, not to so say Matt- it, I'll support you.
4: <laughs> Matt wants the suspense. Lindsay and erica don't want the suspense i feel like now it's going to be a letdown because we all know like okay wait how do you all have money on this there's only so many fighters that a himbo oh sorry. Uh, well oh damn it, damn, all it. The money.
2: damn it i get to Dang keep it. my only five so bucks
4: many, only so many classes a himbo can be that's true. We had money that, that was a
2: fantastic so... reveal, by the we... way. And that made me really happy.
0: The brilliant slip of it is just perfect. Because uh, I don't know how to English. like it's like she's gonna totally be a warlock. We're like, no, 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 like, no, I play fuck.
1: I
4: love I love playing spellcasters, but here's the thing: this is where Mika was wrong. I love playing spellcasters so much. I will basically always play a spellcaster in a proper campaign, which means if I'm when that's I'm so playing nice a one bad. shot, that's when I pull out like the fighters, the barbarians, oh. like those sort of characters. I'm only gonna pull out for a one shot because they're fun. But I love spellcasters so much. I always want to play them for a full campaign. I never want to play them for a one shot.
0: That makes sense. Huh. I'm kind of I think I'm kind of the opposite. i I get scared of spell slots. They are overwhelming.
4: Look, I, I played one know. cleric who's my favorite character of all time, and now you're all stuck with me always playing magic casters. Except for Maria! Because this was not a, yeah. uh, like, she was the one non-magic character.
2: Yeah. I feel bad because I took the last magical character slot, and then that wasn't revealed until way later. <laughs> and
4: you would have some amazing I powers. I forgot.
2: That's okay. I Honestly, it was so funny because <laughs> when I was
4: building my character, Erica was like, I ideally you won't have magic because we already have two magical characters and they're supposed to be relatively rare. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that's not a big deal. And then we're in the campaign and I'm like, so it has to be thirsty because like <laughs> we have an automaton and we have Henry who's obviously magical. And I was like, but there- <laughs> so I knew there was something going on, but I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> oh,
0: that was great. Oh, well, days. any other last minute thoughts? Anything you guys want to talk about? I have
4: one more roundtable question for the group. Okay. Without knowing what the world's going to be, what the plot's going to be, anything else, what is your one thing you're looking forward to or your one hope for season three?
0: That's Muppets. a great question. We're moving on from Mika, Matt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not Muppets, not Muppets. I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding.
3: Oh, man. Um I I don't know, I think there's the thing. like I know it'll happen, but it I'm still looking forward to it because I know that um, Erica is a fantastic GM, and y'all are incredible players. So I know that I'm just gonna be so uh, surprised and proud of what situations we find ourselves in. And And I'm looking forward to it.
0: I think that's kind of where I'm looking forward to the most because I'm going to be changing up some things because I know this season was really short and a lot of people like listeners really wanted longer things. And so I'm kind of changing up my not really my style, but how I'm going to approach the next game. It's going to be more like quest based with an underlying story rather than uh, this story that kind of hits you in the face. So we can kind of have some fun, build up kind of like almost like a TV show, you know, almost like Monster of the Week where uh, every episode can be something different and we can have a lot more casual fun with it. So that's what I'm looking forward to is seeing these new characters and world that you guys create and actually like, not, I guess actually bring it to life, but like bring it to life in in so many more in-depth, crazy ways.
1: I want to play a summoner.
0: I I mean, we could totally make that happen. We're going to create this.
1: That's, I just think it would be fun to summon things.
0: I think so, too.
2: The first thing that came to mind when you said that was um, in Oblivion, the Elder Scrolls game, the super old one, uh, yes. when you get really good at conjuration and like summoning creatures, people will come up to you and be like, "You smell of death." <laughs> so I want to say that to your uh summoner. whatever oh <laughs> so this
1: lemon will be named?
2: Yeah, I've got a
1: list of different lemon names. So very excited to pull from that list.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm excited thinking, to hear. <laughs> I'm thinking lemon Oh,
0: Ooh, if I get one. to be
1: a summoner, yeah.
2: That's a good one. For I next season. Oh, okay. sorry, you go, go ahead, first. Lindsay.
4: No, no. Lindsay, go ahead. Mm-mm, no. You this was my first, question. I should go last. She's a
0: Canadian. She, like, this is going to end in just like okay. a kindness war. <laughs>
2: I, I don't want to lose.
1: I'll go again.
2: Kind and stubborn.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and we'll finish the circle and then do uh, Lindsay and stuff.
1: Uh, Muppets, definitely Muppets.
0: Oh gosh, I fell for it.
3: <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna summon Muppets.
1: Yes. Oh god, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, how terrifying! Just, like sweetums, I'm gonna summon giant Muppets.
0: Please, please, please don't do that because I will have to voice them. I'm I so excited to make Erica voice a bunch
4: of Muppets. I think <laughs> it would be really funny. <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs>
1: Very excited for this. Yeah, they, they could just be like Beaker, beep, 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 beep. beep, 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 beep. They, don't, they don't have to actually talk. That's fine.
2: I want a character that is a Muppet and I will only beep, 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 beep. And then I'll text you guys what I'm saying. Oh my God. And then you guys can be like, it'll be like Groot and you'll just be like, that's right. Oh my we gosh. should go left. That would be so fun. <laughs> it would be so fun.
0: Please, please keep that in mind because that would okay. be hilarious. <laughs> Like, so much work, yet so funny.
2: I'm a fast viper.
4: I think we could do it.
0: (laughs) All right, Steph, your turn.
4: Okay, I feel like this is really deep now after all of that. But I was just going to say one of the things I loved the most about this season was watching um, us all get so much better at role playing and us all really figuring out how our characters interacted. And part of that was knowing our characters better, but I also think a huge amount of that was just knowing each other better and figuring out how all all of our dynamics worked. And so I'm so excited because I really felt like feel like we hit something beautiful this past season that I feel like next season, we're already going to kind of be hitting the ground running with how well yeah. we interact and how well we know how to role play together. I feel like we're going to have some really amazing role play moments, and I'm really excited Man. to see them.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, Season three is going to be fantastic. Uh, so keep an eye out on our social media where we're going to have the announcement for the uh, special episode in between season story thing, having an ADHD word stroke. Um, So keep an eye on social media for that. Yeah. I feel that it is almost 10 10 PM anyways. Um, And then any questions you guys have about the season or anything, please feel free to comment on our social media and we will reply. Because it's fun.
1: I have a fun story about (gasps) commenting on social media. Please do it. We got tagged. There was a post in the Twitter community about uh, which um, TTRPG you wanted to play. Somebody said Mouse Guard. Somebody all said, oh, yeah, listen to the Let Us In. Their first season was Mouse Guard. And I got to jump in and say, um, oh, hey, I played Lemon Whisker. And they were probably like, oh, cool. I'm going to follow you. And it made me happy.
0: That was so. That was the that greatest so little happy. interaction. Oh my gosh. Oh.
1: Very. I it's followed
0: so them great. back. Aww. But yeah, we love. We seriously love interacting with you guys. And when you send us messages about how much you loved an episode and like your reactions, like they make our entire day, week, month, the whole thing. Um. So keep an eye out for all these announcements and fun things coming up, and we'll keep you guys apprised of whenever season three is going to start. So thank you for listening to our season two and our wrap-up episode. And that's a good night from the Lettuce In We'll see you next season. Good night. Good night. Good night.